Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Everybody throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Yes, still America. And hey, folks, all we can do is try and defend the principles of the Republic. Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, coast to coast, border to border, and around the globe, over the talk monster, Red State Talk Radio, the largest talk platform in the nation. And if you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up. Uh, Iconic, Ripley, believe it or not. Yeah, and every hour on the hour. Uh, C.L. Bryant show does pop up there in Times Square on the big screen. And hey, folks, thank you all for making the show as popular as it has become. You know that we're about to take it on the road, at least relocate it. Oh, Louisiana, wherever I lay my head will always be my home. And I got my good friend. I do believe Jeff Landry is going to be our next governor. At least that's what I'm going to talk about. And I have somebody on the line that I wouldn't mind seeing uh, take another position in Louisiana. We won't talk about that unless he wants to. And that is my good buddy, my friend, my congressman right now and always will be as long as he wants to be from the 4th District of the great state of Louisiana, my hometown, Shreveport, Louisiana. He's my homeboy as well. That's Mike Johnson. Keep that name in mind. He's going to be a shaker and mover either right here in the great state of Louisiana or on Capitol Hill. Mike, welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, friend? Hey, good brother. Great to hear your voice as always. And uh, it's a pleasure to, to hear in, a, in the news. You may be going to Florida. I'm jealous, buddy. But yes, sir. Uh, we'll always claim you're in Louisiana. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're, we're headed to Florida, Hutchinson Island, Jensen Beach already. Done deal, Mike. Got it done. I'll be living on well, we'll talk about it when not. We'll, we'll 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 talk about it when we get a chance to see each other. But listen, man, let's talk. Let's talk turkey here. Hey, hey, you bring the family down. Kelly and the kids will love this place. Love it. But anyway, oh, we'll do it. Any, we'll come see you. Listen, man, let's do this. Let's bring the folks up to speed from your perspective. And Mike is right there on Capitol Hill. In fact, he worked trying to help the president legally through all this debacle with this impeachment stuff. But, Mike, we're having to change gears now, and people are needing to understand what's going on here. Who's running the show on Capitol Hill? Because we're, we're beginning to believe that it can't be Joe Biden. I don't think it's Kamala Harris. But uh, what's happening? What's going on? Give us your bird's eye view of what's, what's, what's taking place. You know, we're we're as perplexed as everyone else is. I mean, I'm, I'm I have a front row seat for this uh, chaos, of course. And um, in Congress right now, you know what's happened? It's completely bogged down. We've got the radical left in charge of both houses of Congress. They're trying to uh, work in in uh, in quick fashion to send the most progressive, most radical leftist uh, policy changes to 
Biden's desk so he can sign it because he'll sign anything they send him. And so they have uh, run roughshod over the rules and the procedures. We're not having committee hearings on these big, crazy bills they're passing. It's all straight down party line. The good news is, CL, that we're going to reverse that fortune in, in, in less than two years now. We are going to take back the majority in the House for the Republicans in 2022. It's almost a certainty, knock on wood. Um, but uh, And we've got a good shot of getting back some control in the Senate as well. But in the meantime, we have chaos. We have uh, it's not it's not clear who exactly is in charge except for the, the radical activist in the far left, and that's a scary thing for the country. What does it mean in two years, Mike? How much damage can they do to our nation? I mean, Bernie Sanders could not have spent more money than we're spending. Ocasio-Cortez could not have proposed more nutty stuff than that's being proposed. Cancel culture is dominating the day and is ready to steal uh, the, the, the prosperity from our uh, posterity, our young people, uh, both red, yellow, black, and white, doesn't matter who you are in this country. If cancel culture takes over, folks, it's finished. Mike, talk to us about when we run out of other people's money, our money. When do we run out of our money? Well, we already have. I mean, we are uh, in, in record territory now in terms of the federal debt. I spoke at, um, at, at CPAC uh, a couple weeks back. And that was my subject, is the, the scary status of the national debt. And no one wants to, seems to want to acknowledge it. Certainly not the Democrats in charge. They can't write big enough checks. Uh, but we, we have just uh, surpassed now. The debt is over 100% of our gross domestic product. And, and it's a frightening thing to think about. Um, $27 trillion, almost $28 trillion in debt. It goes up exponentially every second of the day. And it is projected to go up dramatically in all years in the future, I mean, they're talking about a, a 250% uh, ratio of our national debt to GDP just in a matter of, you know, less than maybe 15, 20-year time frame. I mean, this is scary stuff, CL, and we have to stop it, right, because it has a direct effect upon every American, most especially our children and grandchildren. We are mortgaging their future. We are limiting the opportunities that they're going to have. We're... It, 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 it begins to encroach upon their freedom. The land of opportunity will not be that anymore if we don't get control of this. Meanwhile, of course, China is laughing all the way to the bank. They're our largest creditor. They are our direct competitor. They're our biggest threat. And they see this as the gradual decline of the U.S. We have to take this very seriously, and, and not enough people are talking about it. I'm glad you brought it up. Mike, the crisis at the border, um, uh, we were warned, we were told, uh, the the, the former, well, the president of the United States, as far as I'm concerned, Donald John Trump, um, uh, told us what would happen if Joe Biden became president. What he said is absolutely happening as far as that's concerned. Give us uh, an idea of just how bad the crisis is and why is it the the news media, the, the mainstream, as we call them, although we're becoming more and more mainstream, how come the mainstream media is turning a deaf eye and ear to what's going on catastrophically at our southern border. Well, I think this is, uh, uh, among all the problems we're facing, I think this is the most immediate and the most threatening to, to every single American. There's so many reasons why. We could unpack this in five segments today, CL. But the point is, President Trump was exactly right. This Biden border crisis, and that is exactly what it is, it's the Biden crisis, is immediate, it's undeniable, it's, it's intentional. It was inevitable. That's what President Trump said. Every single 
voter in this country, CL, can draw a straight line between January 20th when Joe Biden took the office and the current border crisis. Because what did he do? I mean, just within a matter of, of weeks of taking over, he halted construction of the border wall system. He re-implemented the catch and release for thousands of migrants who are now being released into the country with no return date. He reversed the Remain in Mexico policy, which President Trump worked so hard to get enacted. That that stopped the crisis. And, and Biden just flipped the switch off and did the opposite. They're, they're releasing thousands of migrants into the U.S. right now, by the way, without testing them for COVID-19. They, they canceled the asylum cooperative agreements. And President Trump worked so hard. He worked out agreements with our Central American partner nations. Uh, to to cancel their their just you know open flow of these you know, bogus asylum claims that was working. Joe Biden reversed it. He's implemented policies to selectively enforce immigration laws. It goes on and on. And the effect is for all of us. These people, these illegal immigrants, many of them are dangerous. By the way, um, they're crossing the border illegally. They're on the terrorist screening database. Okay, there are dangerous people coming across. There are children being trafficked. Uh, it is a it is a human catastrophe down there. And Biden is the other way. He, he said yesterday, and, and they stopped him and asked him when he was going to make a trip to the border. He said, I'll get down there eventually. Wow. They got Mayorkas in charge. He is totally incompetent. It, it is a disaster, CEO. Wow. And, folks, you have it. There, there, there you have it right there. Uh, Mike, before we uh, talk about uh, Louisiana, our home state here, uh, I, I want to uh, examine the word that you used, intentional. There is an intentional in, influx of uh, people invading our, our nation. Folks, this is truly an invasion because, Mike, I heard this morning that uh, they are not even uh, giving them court dates uh, to show up. They're just letting them go ahead and come into the country. Uh, th- Americans, your hair should be on. You should be screaming up and you should be jumping up and down about this. Your hair should be on fire. But the intentionality of it, Mike, why, what's the end game in intentionally letting in undocumented people into our country? I don't get that as an American. I don't get it. Well, well, I'll, I'll tell you, um, this, this sounds uh, rather sinister, but I, I, it has to be true that there are some people pulling the levers for the National Democrat Party who genuinely believe that this is in their political interest to do this, okay, to bring in all of these illegals because they want to turn them into voters so that Democrats can stay in power. I mean, that sounds like a wild conspiracy theory, but there's no other logical explanation for this. Right. All of those, even the mainstream media, CL, are, are having to report right now. ABC's uh, this week with George Stephanopoulos on Sunday. Um, they, they went to the border and they interviewed migrants, people coming over the border, and they all said they were encouraged by President Biden to come. Okay. They're coming because of he's relaxed Trump's policies on immigration. And, and, and they've done it intentionally. They've done it with this end game in mind. This is not to show that we're a benevolent country and all that this is to bring in people who will be put on the public dole the taxpayers will need to fund and care for ultimately that the democrat party can convert into voters so that they can stay in power period that's what's going on and the common sense that mike johnson is bringing to this conversation is exactly what you need to focus in on folks listen you know you can see it with your own lying eyes i hear i saw it with mine there was we didn't have this volume of problem 
at our southern border because Donald John Trump's policies were working. The, the, the Mexicans were in, in lockstep with it. The Hondurans or whoever were taking back their MS-13 gangs because the president had cut off their funding and he was doing the right thing to make them act nice. The people are telling you out of their own mouths that they're coming here because Joe Biden has undone what President Trump did to keep them out. So so what do you need to understand this even more? My folks, let's look at your own states. Let's look at our state. Mike Johnson, uh, I do believe that our good friend uh, Jeff Landry uh, should be. And I'm going to do everything I can. That means I'm going to be coming in and out of Louisiana all the time. If if uh, you are you are Jeff, run for governor. If you run for governor, I'll be here. If my if uh, if Jeff runs for governor, I'll be here. But uh, but uh, but, uh, but to help you do it, Michelle, I'm throwing her in the mix too. And so so listen, with all of this attack against natural gas, oil and gas, and, and of course gas prices going to go up. But I can tell you as a as a landowner down in, in DeSoto Parish, I can tell you this. We are not seeing a thing from it going up because it is almost what's going to happen to states like Louisiana. How are we? We're already a poor state, Mike. What, what's going to happen with the influx of, of, of these illegals and gas prices going down? How are we what's going to happen, Mike? The Biden policies are, are killing Louisiana's economy. It is a very sad state of affairs. Um, you, you know, it, it, um, among these executive orders, in addition to the immigration nonsense and all the other things he's done, he, he's effectively declared war on the oil and gas industry, as we know, and, you know, immediately entered us back into the crazy Paris Climate Accord, immediately put the, the moratorium on, on exploration and production on federal lands. And that's not just the land base uh, in, in the U.S., it's also the continental shelf on the, on the coast of Louisiana, and for a state like ours, that is a, a, a main artery of our state's economy. And so some of the projections are we're talking about hundreds of thousands of jobs lost in an immediate time frame because of Biden's crazy anti-American policies. Why do we say they're anti-American? Because when President Trump came in, his goal was to make us not just energy independent. Remember, he said we're going to be energy dominant. And see how we achieved that. We were a net exporter for the first time. We were we were our, our, our uh, energy prices were uh, manageable. We were we were sustaining ourselves. But Biden came in. Everything that Trump had his name on, they just flipped it upside down. They did the opposite, whether it made sense or not. And so they're going to destroy jobs. They're going to make us more reliant on federal sources of oil and gas. When Biden does an executive order, it doesn't change the U.S. domestic demand for fossil fuels. It just means we got to get them from somewhere else. So. Where are we going to get them? Saudi Arabia and Russia. We're going to go overseas to supply our needs. This is, again, inevitable, entirely foreseeable, and it looks intentional by President Biden. Amen to that. And, Mike, uh, listen, God bless you, man, and God keep you. Thank you so much for sharing the time with us. I know that you're busy. Tell Kelly and the kids, as always, uh, hello. And, hey, listen, there's going to be a nice floor right on the Atlantic. It's going to be a nice place for you all to come. Come take, come check out. And uh, and so anyway. Can't wait to see you, buddy. Okay, my friend. Listen, God bless and keep Godspeed to you. And uh, God bless Texas. Oh, God bless Louisiana. <laughs> God bless Louisiana. <laughs> see you soon, right. man. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was my good friend, Mike Johnson. And uh, I got to tell you something, folks. Um, uh, whichever one of my buddies run for um, governor of Louisiana, y'all, sh- we should have elected Vitter. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, we should have elected Dave. David Vitter. 
uh, old life would be totally different right now for me because uh, I'd be living in Baton Rouge most likely. Um, but I, I may still have a chance <laughs> to live in Baton Rouge and in Florida. And I'm moving. Hey, listen, the, the, uh, as all of you know, the show is on every day. But if you want to catch me live today and tomorrow will probably be uh, the last for a, a week or maybe a, about a week before I'll be back live. But the show will be on every day. And if uh, your friends or you may have missed portions of the show, uh, please, uh, please uh, download free the C.L. Bryant show app and listen wherever you go. And also it's a new it's relatively new app uh and also uh red state red state talk app you want to download that pardon me as well and um listen to the show where our show wherever you go um red state encore red state red state encore uh is what you want to listen to and so friends you heard it you've heard it from the you've heard it from the uh yeah and they are migrants but they're Ill, but when they once they cross into our land into our nation, well, they become illegal immigrants. They become illegal, and and, and the key word is is obviously illegal. Uh, as you see, <laughs> down goes Biden. Oh, oh, hey, uh, something flashed across. I have screens here and uh, something flashed across the screen and it was Joe Biden falling up the stairs. <laughs> Although I've done that now. I mean, you know, I've done that. It can happen. And I we give him all the credit. Quite frankly, Joe does very good for a man who's nearly 80 years old uh, going upstairs as quickly as he does. Of course, I do run up mine because I'm not nearly 80, but I run up mine. Uh, And so there's a new American male emerging, and I really wish I'd had time to pursue that for uh, a certain magazine. And so, but anyway, yeah, there's a new American male emerging, and Joe Biden is, is really in good shape for a man his age. He may not be mentally in good shape, but he's in physical, he looks like he's in very good physical shape. Uh, in fact, he's in better shape physically, it looks, than uh, than than the, pre- than the president is, Donald Trump is. But mentally, Joe Biden, uh, I think, is checked out. And uh, whatever they give him to hype him up or make him uh, there, I'd hate to see him if he wasn't on it. It wouldn't be, I don't think it'd be nice at all. I don't think it'd be uh, good at all if we saw him if he wasn't on whatever it is they put him on to prop him up. And all of this by design, oh my goodness, if it is by design, oh, we are in for some trying to tr- some kind of treat here in these next two years. Friends, if this is by design, then they have designed a perfect script for American disaster. And they would not have designed that script if they did not want America to be a disaster. You don't design the script like you've designed it and put Joe Biden in the place of the leading man if you don't want the story to go like this. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in uh, the USA. It is that, and thank you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show daily. Yeah, on Red State, the talk monster. Yeah, the talk monster, Red State Talk. Our billboard is right above the iconic Ripley's, believe it or not, in Times Square. And every hour, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there on that billboard. No, C.L.'s looking right back at you. In Times Square. It was coming back to life, but in a very bad way. There are bad people there in Times Square. Just like it was back in the 80s. Going on back to the old days. That's where it was. Yeah, the late 70s and 80s in Times Square, it wasn't good. Until Giuliani came along, he straightened it out. And uh, you need to straighten it out again. And de Blasio just ain't going to do that. Big bird, big de Blasio. That's a big guy. Oh, he's huge. Uh, Big guy that's on his way down. Mario Cuomo. You're on your way down, man. Not Mario. Andrew, his son, son of Mario. Andrew Cuomo. You're on your way down. Eight women? Listen, folks, I have worked, um, uh, and, you know, I don't know why somebody may say, well, you don't know why you put that. But listen, I've worked with women all my life, all my professional life, all my professional life. And um, all kinds, all kinds of women, uh, short ones, tall ones, fat ones, small ones, all kinds of women. I work with all kinds of women, married ones, single ones, uh, all kinds. Uh, none of them. And, you know, that maybe this should be the litmus test. None of them will ever tell you that I did anything untoward toward them. Never never happened and so this is the amazing thing that is going on with this Cuomo thing you see Brett Kavanaugh Brett Kavanaugh was accused of something Judge Kavanaugh I'm talking you don't let your memory be so short Judge Brett Kavanaugh Supreme Court Justice Remember, Blossie Ford came uh, forward and uh, wanted to accuse him of doing something that happened a long time ago. 
Uh, and you do remember how frenzied, frenzied the media was. Now, keep in mind, uh, and what I'm about to say, I want you to keep in mind this. I have three daughters, a son who's happily married to my daughter-in-law. Mistreatment of any of them might result in a death penalty. Seriously. I'm just not, uh, I'm, just, I'm serious. Uh, that's how heinous I think the mistreatment the physical mistreatment of women is I, I think I think that is just absolutely I think that is absolutely heinous so why then with this man Andrew Cuomo now in the crosshairs of liberalism itself, which is the woke Me Too movement. That's, that's, that's the essence of uh, the liberal movement. How is it possible that, that he's still, you know, the governor of the most populated state? I think, it, no, 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 I think California's most populated, but New York's most populated city, but how is he still the governor of one of the most populated states in the entire country being a Democrat and being, because listen, it was one woman and maybe two that was accusing um, Brett Kavanaugh, right? And they were ready to, well, the lynch mob was formed. The lynch mob was formed. They were going to take him out and lynch him if if if, if uh, he hadn't been saved. Seriously. So my question is: I mean, the thing that really, really gets to me is: how is it possible that the same lynch mob, after hearing these women come forward talking about how Andrew Cuomo groped them? forget impeaching this guy let's just leave I would say let's just leave him to the dads or the brothers because he mistreated physically mistreated these women in a power in a position of a power and authority over them. They felt as though they had no say over this situation. Never. Never. I was married to my wife over 40 years. My wife had a say in every situation. We're partners. Every situation. You don't, my daughters, I empowered them to feel as though they could have a say over any situation. Of course, it's up to the person to take that say. And, 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 and so these women felt as though they either got a paycheck or put up with his advances. 
Yeah. Only friends give money without expecting anything in return. Oh, anybody else give only friends give money without expecting anything in return. I assure you, even relatives who give you money, oh, there's gonna be a payday. <laughs> there's gonna be a payback day. You can believe that. Yeah. Only friends give you money without expecting anything in return. I found that out to be true in my in my life. Yeah. And so what happens here is that this man had people on his pay had women and and he would he would set things up so that Oh, he was planning. He was and we're talking about things that are planned. And things and and friends if this thing with Joe Biden is has been so well planned. Then you have seen diabolical in action. Oh yeah, you've seen diabolical in action, and we are seeing it. In action, they knew before, and if if, if Biden is is in as bad a shape as we we're really believing he is, and if if, if the rumors that are floating around that you know give him two more months, which will give me five months, maybe six, give him two more months, and they're going to find a way to do what Nancy Pelosi has already put in place, and that is to get him out, invoke the 25th Amendment, get him out. Huh? And Nancy Pelosi's already paved the way. So it, it indicates that they already knew maybe Joe was the only person who didn't know. Maybe, maybe the only thing that he truly wanted was to, yes, be president of the United States in title, in name, if not in reality. He, he wanted to live it. You know what he said? And this, 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 gave, this told us volumes. This spoke volumes. This spoke volumes. When Joe Biden said this, this spoke volumes. Let me tell you what spoke volumes. When he and his wife... Jill, is that her name? Um, you know, she's probably as invisible as any first lady has ever been. I don't think she wants to be seen. But anyway, when he said that he and Jill had never been up there, talking about to the family quarters, that told you a lot, didn't it? Oh, man, I'd invite my vice president up to the house. Yeah. At least invite him. Maybe turn turn it down, you know, for whatever reason, but you've at least invited him. At least show him the place. I don't know. You know? 
but Joe Biden in four years had never been up. Sure, he'd been in the White House. Of course he'd been in the White House. He works there. He travels over to work sometime just to just to be with the president. But he'd never been invited up. Which means that all this stuff they were telling you about Joe being close to to Barack, no, he wasn't. When Joe says they were close, no, he, no, you weren't. <laughs> you may have thought so, but you weren't. No, you weren't. You may, yeah. In fact, you never were. No. And so they knew something about Joe that Joe may have not known about himself. And that is all Joe would have, Joe would sell his soul, which evidently if he's not on really on board with this, and he never really was, he's more of a Ted Kennedy type Democrat. Ted Kennedy may have never gone along with this kind of crap. Tip O'Neill never would have gone along with this kind of crap. No way. Hubert H. Humphrey? Ho, 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 no way. Bobby Kennedy would, would be appalled at what's happening here. Just my goodness, LBJ and John Kennedy? Lyndon Baines Johnson, President Johnson and John Kennedy? They, my God, they would absolutely be appalled at what's going on here. So, Joe Biden sold his soul to be president of the United States in name only because he ain't president of the United States. Oh, he travels around on Air Force One. Ah, uh, yeah, he, he travels around on Air Force One. He sits in the Oval Office and he signs whatever they put in front of him. But Joe Biden, president of the United States, in name only, and he's certainly not president of the United States as far as I'm concerned because he's not. He's just not. No, he's not. In fact, I've said this many times in many places. In fact, I said it over the weekend in West Virginia. And, hey, by the way, you folks in um, Nashville, I'll be telling you we'll be coming your way real soon. And uh, I'm going to have a great time. The fly-in is going to happen. I think we're at the... Um, Grand Hyatt or something like that. I'll tell you here in just a little bit. But um, Joe Biden sold his soul to Bernie Sanders. Oh, my. And, hey, you don't want Bernie Sanders and Ocasio-Cortez with their claws in your soul. You don't want them owning you, do you? They own Joe. Oh, yes, they do. They own a Joe. They own him. And he knows it. But what we don't know is how bad it is. We don't know. Uh, of course, like I told you, Jill, Jill Biden, his wife, is just invisible. You don't hear anything from her. You don't see her. Nobody talks about her. She's invisible. She's the most invisible first lady that we have ever had. Do you know why in my thinking? I'm thinking 
She wants to be invisible because she knows that her time is short. She wants to be unmemorable. She doesn't even want to be memorable because, Joe, once they bounce you out, you will be forgotten as well. Except you will have what you always wanted. That uh, thing called former president. Yeah, I, you know, maybe you should have came along for you know, years ago. But you didn't. And now you have, and you're, um, I don't know, Joe, he's just not there. And everybody knows it. Our enemies know it. Kamala Harris knows it. Nancy Pelosi saw it coming even when she was, and, and Chuck Schumer, let's see. Folks, don't ever underestimate Chuck Schumer. The man looks like a vulture. The man is a vulture. The man feeds on the carcass of the dead. All the time, he's always dredging up things that are dead and past and, and feeding on them. The man is that way. That's who he is. That's what he does. Okay? But I want you to acknowledge this. I want you to see this. Chuck Schumer has been watching Joe Biden for years. If Joe Biden is what we think he is and that is incompetent, and not running this this the show then i want to tell you something chuck schumer senator chuck schumer from new york who has been in the senate long a, a pretty long time now has been watching joe biden for years he knew that the joe biden's uh, mental capacity was beginning to diminish. He knew this. He's been watching him for years. Nancy Pelosi has been watching him for years. All of the Democrat, Steny Hoyer, been watching him for years. James Clyburn, they've been watching him. They knew, they knew Joe's mental mental capacity was diminished. They knew that putting him in that position would, in fact, be a position he would be in that they could manipulate. And they are manipulating it. And they are allowing Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders to have their way because they need their people's vote to stay in office. But they knew that Joe Biden could be the perfect patsy and he'd go along with it. He'd like it as long as he could be called president for a while or maybe for just a little while. I'll be back. But I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you sacrificed. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL, great day, USA, back with you. Thank you so much for joining us here today. About to take the show. Well, not take it on the road. I take the show on the road all the time. But about to relocate this show. Oh, yeah, this one's about to be relocated to the great state of Florida. Although, um, Louisiana, wherever I lay my head, Louisiana is always my home. Will always be my home, but it's time for me to, uh, hey, I got to, um, got to go. I'll be coming back because uh, my good friend, uh, I am told uh, by him, out of the, straight out of the horse's mouth, that he will be running for governor against uh, John Bell Edwards. Uh, my dear and close friend before, David Vitter, should have been governor of Louisiana. But, you know, this very same thing that we are talking about, well, not the very same thing. Uh, David just somehow wound up on a madam's list uh, there in D.C. Not good. Well, his wife had forgiven him. Everybody had forgiven him. I had forgiven him. Everybody had forgiven him. Except uh, Christian folks. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason that uh, David Vitter didn't become governor of Louisiana. Because Christian folks had not forgiven him. That's what happened. That's what happened. And with this cancel culture and all this kind of thing uh, that uh, is going on right now in this country... I don't listen. If you are twenty, if you if you're, let's say fifteen to thirty, if you're if you're below thirty years of age, hear me, please listen to me. And I know I have a lot of you out there because of y'all, the why young, um, uh, activist, you you young activist out there. Um, because of young people and, and the social media and the way that is, you had better never post anything that has anything like racial slurs or anything in it or, or homophobic slurs or anything like that in it. Uh, you better never post anything like that. Uh, any any of you who have um, you know put yourself out there on internet or whatever, you had better never, um, ever do anything that you know has to call you into scrutiny. Okay, nothing. You better never do anything. 
because this type of uh, attack that has been let out of the cage. It, it, it was, you know, there were certain things that were caged. You just didn't do certain things. You didn't say certain things about certain people. Uh, you may know certain things about certain people and so forth and so on, you know, but you just didn't, you just didn't do that. That was just not decent. And that word, there's a, there's a word, there's a word that, uh, wow, we hadn't used in a long time. That's a word you don't hear in a long time. You don't hear ever anymore. You haven't heard that in a long time, have you? Yeah, the word decent. Decent. I I wonder whatever happened to that, that word, decent. Huh? You don't hear that because everything's relative now. Whatever you think is decent is decent. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you think is decent is decent. Now you go, you go uh, rule your world with that. You go, you go rule over a world with that. You go rule over a household with that type of mindset in it. Whatever your kids think is decent is decent, and uh, whatever you think is well, that's suspect. Friends, that's the world that we live in. Hey, I have friends who have children. I have uh, uh, relatives who have children. I have daughters who have children. I have children. <laughs> and, and, and I see this a lot. And... Um, I just want to let you know that uh, if you if somebody's going to lose their job or something like that, you, it's going to come around to you. But then again, you have to ask the question: Who are the people who leading this type charge? Who who are they? We keep talking about how they are doing this, and they who is they? That's, I, I want to know that. Somebody, somebody please tell me who they are. Who is they? And, and, and friends, uh, please, this is the one thing that I um, truly want you to understand. And that is you are being run controlled, programmed by a pronoun. Yeah. They. And not a he or a she because, you know, that's off bound. That's out of, out of bounds now. You know. No, that that's that, you know, you, you can't but they said you can't use that though. Huh? They said if the six of us leave our home together without a mask, we are violating a sacred trust now among Americans. That's what they want you to believe. Joe Biden is their mouthpiece. And he faithfully has his little, his little uh, mask on all the time, doesn't he? 
Yeah, he faithfully has his little mask on all the time because they said, oh, they, the CDC, well, they, they're not, they're not, they don't pass any laws. CDC just gives suggestions, health suggestions. They're, they're not lawmakers. They're not anybody who, who can tell you what to do. They can give you a suggestion. The CDC, yeah. Center for Disease Control. They they can give you a suggestion now, uh, but they they don't pass any laws. Okay, they don't they don't set any 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 regulations. But they give they give suggestions on health. But you as an American, and this is what you're missing, Americans. This is what you this is what you're missing. But you as an American determine how to govern yourselves. You're self governing. If you if the, well, there's yellow fever over there in that place. Now, if you go there, uh, you can go. You can go. There's yellow fever over there, but you can go, but you can't come back. Now, we can set that boundary that you can't come back in here among us. All right. But those of you who want to go with him and set up a place over there where the yellow fever is, you're free to go do it in America. Nobody's going to stop you. Nobody should stop you because you either go conquer the yellow fever and conquer it and set up the place that you want to set up and thrive and do whatever. And hey, believe me, there were yellow places where yellow fever went broken out, scarlet fever, all kind of stuff, swamp fever, what have you. But now it's Baton Rouge, and now it's Washington, D.C., and, you know, now it's Biloxi, Mississippi, you know, and places like that that were swamps that had all kind of fevers and stuff in it. But Americans felt as though, hey, this is what I want, this is where I want to do, I, I see something else here other than that. If we can just uh, live through this fever, if we can just live through uh, this, and, and the strong survived, and and going west, there's Indians out there. We shouldn't, you know, if we're living if we're living in that day now, uh, somebody, the CDC or whatever, say, well, hey, uh, arrowheads will become uh, something you should. You, we need to avoid those. Of course, you should, but you'll never progress. You'll never go anywhere if you don't go and face those. And they come in many ways, my friends. The arrowheads that we face while we're trying to uh, track down our manifest destiny as Americans and hold on to what we were given as a republic. The things that we have to hold on to, we have to face those things. We'd better face those things. But but today, they they would tell you, no, you you better not do that. But there'll never be a California. Huh? without those who are willing to face the, the obstacles and say COVID is an obstacle. Okay, well, it's an obstacle, but it's not one, it's nothing any greater than any obstacle we've ever faced in this country. But the, the, the difference is this, and I'll tell you again what um, a, a, a Soviet, um, a, not a Soviet bloc, but an Eastern bloc, um, refugee, legitimate one, had come here legitimately from persecution, and was then a was becoming a citizen at the time. He's a citizen now. But he said, you know, see, all I see something on the faces of uh, Americans. And we can even hear it in your speech. That we've never seen before, at least us, you know, we're in the Eastern Bloc countries. Something we've never seen in Americans before. And I asked him, I said, what is that? And he said, it's fear. Fear. Yeah, yeah, fear. And, and, and Americans, let me tell you something. 
here in the closing minutes of this hour. You know, come back with me with Vince Ellison will be with me at the top of the next hour, the author of The Iron Triangle. Yeah, when other countries think of us as Americans, because of the things I have just described to you or previously described, the, the ability and the, the fearlessness to face the fevers, to face the arrows, the slings and arrows of uh, those who, yeah, were defending what they felt were their, was their land. There's always winners and losers, and evidently um, the natives that were here, they, they were losers. As far as the land was concerned, winners, maybe spiritually, but uh, they got too deep into that spiritual thing. And when you start ghost dancing and thinking that bullets will not uh, affect you, if in fact um, you're in the spirit ghost dancing, then um, chances are you're going to lose your land. That's what happened there. And, And you can believe this or not. There's a lot of us ghost dancing right now. In fact, that's what uh, Bernie Sanders, that's what uh, Joe Biden's doing. He's ghost dancing. And the Chinese are the ones who are poised to take advantage of us thinking that bullets and real stuff doesn't hurt us just because we're going to be more righteous and uh, above board than anybody else. And we're going to, you know affect the counter the cancel culture and we're going to be woke we're ghost that's ghost dancing you are ghost dancing your way into oblivion or the reservation i mean you know, i'm not 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 saying that you know anything listen the native americans are the ones who will tell you the truth about it And on the C.L. Bryant Show, I'll tell you the truth about it. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show, where we try to build a bridge to conversation. You know I'm telling you the truth because it's real deal. Talk right here. Be sure to go to FreedomWorks uh, Facebook page. Scroll over to our videos, and there you will see the Real Talk videos. There's a whole bunch of them. I'll talk to you later. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back across the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world 
has ever known. And that is America. I'm C.L. Bryant. This is the C.L. Bryant Show emanating right now from the great state of Louisiana, my home state, my home sweet home state. Always will be my home state wherever I lay my head, but I will soon be laying my head on the in the great in the great state of Florida. Um, yeah. I'm making it my home uh, for a while. It's going to be a while anyway, a few couple of years anyway, for sure, a couple of years. And uh, a lot of things um, that we're expecting of the Lord that we have, I have asked of the Lord. Uh, I've asked his blessing to order our steps and to expand our coast. Uh, a couple of years ago, I actually asked that he would expand our coast uh, in whatever way he saw fit. And he has done that. And friends, um, I just want to make sure that all of you know that if it had not been for the blessing and the goodness of God, our show would not be as popular as it is today. The doors that open for us would not open the people that he brings uh, into my past. So so don't uh, ever be surprised when you tune in our show uh, and and you get a good dose of uh, of what we believe as Christians and, and people of faith in Jesus Christ. And I'm going to bring uh, on with me now someone who is not ashamed of that himself. And even though we deal with all kinds of topics on this show, you just need to know that when you tune in this show, we're going to unashamedly, uh, whenever we want to, uh, talk about uh, our, our Lord and our Savior, uh, Jesus Christ, and our, our Christian faith and how that affects everything. But but Vince Ellison is the author of uh, the book called The Iron Triangle. He is an activist extraordinaire. Both of us are good friends of our mutual friend, uh, Sean Hannity. And uh, I, I want, and we're often uh, in his in his presence in his company. And Vince, I want to welcome you back to the CL Bryan Show. Thank you for being there, brother. How are you? Well, Brian, I'm so happy to be with you. Thank you for having me, and thank you for this, your marvelous audience for just taking time to listen to us today. Well, thank you, sir. And uh, Vince, when we talk about the state of our nation right now. I asked uh, Congressman Mike Johnson in the prior hour, uh, what, 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 who's running in your estimation? I know you analyze these type things. You ask these types of questions. Who's running this country right now? Who, who's in charge of, of, of the thing? Is it Bernie Sanders? Or Con- What's going on? Yeah, it's very interesting because you and I both know that President Biden is not running it. Um, it's, it's been this, this worldwide liberal conspiracy going on now ever since Barack Obama. You know, ever since Barack Obama got the Nobel Peace Prize for doing nothing, we all kind of figured, we kind of smelled a rat that someone, that this was a worldwide conspiracy. And all of a sudden, we started seeing this, this, this very swift liberal movement all over the, uh, uh, all over, uh, the Europe and all, and all over the United States of America. Uh, cancel culture, LGBTQ, um, uh, and assault on Christianity. And you, you, you have George Soros and a lot of um, uh, people like this that have their hands hands on the scale, tipping the scale. The great writer from Mississippi, uh, his name is William Faulkner, said that the uh, past is not dead, it's not even the past. We, we, we've seen this before. Uh, 
the, this party of ours, not ours, but the, the, the Democrats, have always been in part of darkness. Wherever you have someone pressing to do some type of damage to the United States of America, they open up their arms and say, take us, we'll join you. Uh, when you go all the way back to slavery in 1800, when the Democratic Party started, I mean, they were the party that pressed slavery and pressed it and pressed it. It completely kept the South in poverty, but they didn't care because she had this small elite up at the top. And you know what, Vince? Power. The thing that I would uh, want to you to, to speak to as well is this. How is it that, and, and, and full disclosure, folks, in case you, you don't decipher it uh, by our intonations and our, 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 our being Southern men, uh, but we, we happen to be black men of the South who are conservative as well. And Vince, in, in that vein, we want, I want to ask you this question. How is it that black folks who are being hurt by these policies the most seem to be, as you have described, under the spell of that Democrat Party the, the most as well? How is that possible? That seems like a paradoxical thing, the most paradoxical thing I've seen in political history. Well, CL, you know, like me, it's this misnomer from all the way around the world that black people down south dislike white people. That's not true. That's not true. As you know, during the, during the Civil Rights Movement, we fought, bled, and died to integrate with them. Uh, we fought to leave our schools to integrate in their schools. They said they didn't want us. But we marched and we fought to, either, to, to close our businesses, to eat hamburgers with them, to use the bathroom beside them, and all of this. We've always, and we fought to integrate. We, we fought to leave our HBCUs to go into their white colleges and universities. So if you even go back to the election of 1876, 1876, it was um, Tilden versus Hayes. Abraham Lincoln had only been dead for like 11 years. And uh, if you look at the election, you see that the whole South went blue. Everything. They, they, uh, they, 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 they sent people down from Washington, D.C. to find out what was going on and found out that the Democrats, of course, shenanigans, intimidation, had the Mississippi plan, threatened to kill black people, and they had them vote for the Democrat Party. That's so right. what That's happened? Right. That's right. When they found out that South Carolina had 101% of their registered voters voting, they said, no, this is, we're not going to allow it. And so they made a deal with South Carolina that if they allowed them to take the Electoral College votes, they would end Reconstruction. Now, you got to understand this. This is 1876, and most of the old Confederates couldn't vote. So you had black people in 1876 voting for the Democrat Party. Absolutely this right. Was 10 years, this was 10 years after slavery. Absolutely right. And folks, uh, Vince so is saying it. Back then, they still had this inclination to vote for the Democratic Party. Why? Because they identified with their master. Absolutely did. And, and have done that. To make their happy. Yes. Absolutely right, and have done that. But this is this is it, bring it forward to 2021, Vince. When you look at black folks in the South and white folks in the South, especially in the rural South, they eat the same foods, they believe God the same way, the manners are the same, the uh, the the logic about money is the same. Not because they're white or black, it's because they're Southerners. And they understand each other in ways that Chicago whites and blacks, Los Angeles whites and blacks, or even New York whites and blacks. They understand Southern whites and blacks, especially rural ones, understand each other 
in ways that other whites and black around this country have never understood each other and never will. That's exactly right. And, and what has happened with the politics here, see, I mean, you know this, the Democratic Party has resegregated the South with these majority black districts. Right. They've taken uh, black people and they put them in these majority districts, and because these districts are so majority black, the Republican Party doesn't compete there anymore. So these black these black liberal Democrats go into these black majority districts and they just give the most terrible lies about conservatives and Republicans. And since there's nobody to refute these lies, many of the black constituents believe them. They say that white conservatives hate them. They can't stand them. They want to see them all dead. They want to hang them from trees. They're racist. And you and I both know there's nothing further from the truth. However, because very seldom you have any any Republican candidates that go down there with any money to defend themselves, black people walk away with this lie. And 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 then this is how these Democrats get their power. They keep it through pride, through envy, through strife, and just through telling lies. You know, Vince about the most mundane things, but they do it very, very well. We could sell tickets to this conversation and people would come to hear us talk about this. I want to uh examine that. I'm I'm serious. Uh, about this. I, I travel the country doing this already, but I don't necessarily take this type of topic to the stage. Our young people, Vince, need the dialogue of men like you and I who are black and have a historical perspective on how we got here. And it's not the one that they're being told by the Democrats. It's not we didn't get here uh, through the, the, the story that, that the Democrats said. Vince, I'm glad that my grandparents were strong enough to uh, overcome and survive the slavery that they went through. And my great grandparents, the Jim Crow and my parents, the activism so that I could be who I am to save it for my children to be better than I am. That's the American way. That's the story that's, that's that right, that's, that's the that's story right. your, uh, black children need to hear. Yes, that's, that's the story. And all of this stuff about, you know, they need to pay us all of these reparations or whatnot. I saw this crazy study that said that if you added up all the money that um, that, uh, that that America owed black people for reparations, it would add up to $58 trillion. Now, see, you know, that's interesting when you, when you have to conclude that there's only $37 trillion circulating in the world. So that means that if you gave these Democrats all the money in the world, it still wouldn't be enough. No. Now, you deal with that question, and you ask it, and you say, okay, now, you sue in America for reparations, but America was the one that freed the slaves, and the Democratic Party was the one that had the slaves. But the Democrats are now suing America for reparations, and they are telling this lie to the young people and, and try to make them believe that the people that freed you are the ones that owe you money and the people that had you enslaved are now the ones who are your friends. It's amazing. It is amazing. Masters at this sleight of hand and it's nothing but a bald-faced lie and Democrats are masters at it. They will tell you that an XX chromosome, you know, in science, XX means you're a woman, XY means you're a man, right? That's science. That's, That's right. All. That's science. Not anymore. <laughs> you are what you say you are. Wow. They tell you that man can control the weather. Yeah. They believe in class that we can control the weather. Right. You know, I hold up, you know, they had rain make suggestions at the beginning of time. People will come into a town when there's no rain. Give them some money, I'll make it rain. 
Wow. And they never do. And now they're still doing this. This is how good they are at lying. They'll tell you that me and you, well, me and you and all of us came from a monkey. Yeah. I tell them I came from God. And take my words for it. I know my father. He's God. And I guess you might know your father, too, because your father is a monkey. Absolutely. You know what, uh, Vince, uh, and you're, fade, you're, you're, fade, you're fading on us uh, 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 sometimes. You, 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 your, your volume is going down, but it's okay right now. Hey, you, no, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Everything's good. I'm glad that you um, – we're on the Vince Ellison. Talk about the Iron Triangle with us in this segment. We have about uh, five minutes left in this segment. Talk about the Iron Triangle with me. Well, the Iron Triangle is a book that I wrote uh, last year, and uh, it's still out. It's on Amazon.com and MarginNoble.com. But I say that they're – I write and I argue that there are three entities that keep the black community under control for white liberal Democrats, and they are uh, most black preachers, most black politicians, and most black civic organizers. Not all, most. They go into the black community and they ensure that black people vote for these liberal Democrats, and they get paid for it. They are paid contractors for the DNC. And uh, they do their job very, very well, and they've been doing it for the past 200 years. When you look at uh, pastors like Mr. Raphael Warnock, who just became a senator, he's supposed to be a Baptist minister, and he goes up there and he supports their very, very uh, anti-Christian uh, you know, agenda. As you know, they just passed the Equality Act. And the Equality Act basically said that Christianity is discriminatory and that they have put the uh, rights of LGBTQ citizens over the rights of Christians. They're saying that Christian churches have to have transgender bathrooms, have to do transgender marriages. Uh, they're saying that the Christian schools have to do the same. Private schools have to do the same. They're saying if you have a private business and, uh, you know, you don't want to cater or you don't want to buy, uh, you want to bake a cake that has two men on it or has some type of male genitalia on it, that uh, you could be sued. That's what the Democrats have done. They said that your Christianity, that, you know, your First Amendment right to freedom of religion no longer applies when it comes to LGBTQ. That's how anti-Christian they are. And you have black ministers in the black church and men that sometimes are either behind it or don't even know that they're behind it. And they support these people blindly. And they just worry about the handouts that they get, like uh, this $1,400. It's amazing, CL, that the Democrats borrowed $14,000 per American to give us back 1400 <laughs> That's how they think. So oh, wow. the Iron Triangle talks about how historically they've always used the black minister, the black uh, civic organizer, and the black politician to keep black people in line. As I say, not all, some, the good men out there like you and a few others that are, that are telling the truth, and I know you have really, really had to take it on the chin. You've been fighting this for a long time. That shows you that you're a man of God because you're like the uh, – the, the old Christians, when they started preaching Jesus Christ in the middle of Jerusalem, where all the old ancient Jewish people lived, you had to, you, you, you were fighting. That's Glory right. to God. Glory to God, Vince. Glory to God, as and far as they're concerned. Right now, so yeah. you're, 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 you're on the mic, you're going all over the world, you're telling people the truth, and all you got to do, see, you know, is look at the condition of black people and say that if the Democratic Party was doing us any good, we wouldn't be at the bottom of every socioeconomic statistic here in America. Yeah. Our schools wouldn't be failing. Our, we wouldn't have ghettos. We wouldn't have abortion clinics all through our neighborhoods. Our families wouldn't be destroyed. 
and, and, and they are right now, they are we're witnessing a cultural genocide in real time in the black community, and it's all being done through the Iron Triangle and the Democrat Party. Vince, tell everybody how to get a hold of you and how to get a hold of your work uh, in this last minute of our interview. Talk to, tell everybody how to get, bring you to where they are. You can go to my website. It's irontrianglebook.com, irontrianglebook.com. Or you can go straight to amazon.com, and you can get the book, barnesandnoble.com, target, walmart.com, and it should be in a bookstore near you. But you can go to my website, and it'll give you all the information you need. It has my appearances, have some of my writings. All of that are just Google me, Facebook me, Twitter me. I'm all over the place. Uh, me and CEO are not going to quit. God is in control of this thing. We thought that when Donald Trump lost that uh, a lot of people said Trump, Trump, Trump. No, it's all about God. He's in control. Something better is going to happen out of all of this. I can guarantee it. Amen. Better days are here. The best is yet to come. Amen to that. God bless you and keep you, my brother. And we'll talk to you soon. And uh, we'll uh, so glad that you're so we came on with us here today. God bless and keep. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was Vince Ellison. And I'm really glad that uh, we got a chance to have him on here today. He's going to be more often. Come on the show more often. Michelle, uh, we want to get him on the show more often uh, here um, uh, in the uh, in the future. And uh, the author of The Iron Triangle. Yeah. And uh, folks, listen, the kind of conversation that you have heard, you've just heard over the last few minutes, myself and Vince Ellison, is the kind of conversation that will save a nation. But this is the problem that we want to want we're going to run into, but we're going to have to overcome that problem. And that problem is people are not going or people are going to resist the truth. The truth today is resisted. Are, are you hearing me? The truth today is resisted. I've, I've Vince mentioned, um, you know, I, I, I lost my last church because they resisted the truth. But I did what Jesus instructs pastors to do. If they won't hear you, you have to shake the dust off your feet. Okay, and go on. And what God did was expand my coast. If he had stopped blessing me, I knew I would have done the wrong thing. But he did not stop blessing me. I kept flourishing. I don't know what his hand is doing with them, but he's blessing me. So you you have to move forward and occupy until... Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Are lifted high 
hearts are bowing in reverence. C.L. back with you. Today is a great day in the USA, a day that I thank God for, and I thank you for being there as well. And I uh, want you to come along with me as we, well, we're going to take the magical mystery. We're going to take the magical mystery tour to uh, to Florida, to the Atlantic coast of Florida. Yeah, I think that's the best side, personally. I like it better than the Gulf side. I've spent time on the, in fact, I spent six years on the Gulf side in Tampa. But I, I like better, I like better the Atlantic side. It's a little bit, little bit cooler too. Yeah, it's a little bit cooler. And on, and on the other side, on the Gulf side, it's much more tropical. And if you think, if you think the, for some reason the um, Atlantic side is tropical, you try living on the Gulf side. And why people go to Disney World in the summertime, I will never know. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm making it to my home. I'm I'm uh, down there in um, just about seven or eight days now. I'll be taking the the plunge, and uh, I look so forward to it. Um, new things, new opportunities uh, I have there, and I'm hoping that we'll have new conversation. Because uh, I'm going to have a pretty good inside view, a pretty good view of how um, DeSantis is shaping up. And the president uh, constantly gives him, you know, chirps and perps. And, and um, so either VP or tap to be Trump's success, successor. Uh, in my opinion, and that's what I do. I'm an opinionator. In my opinion, uh, is what we are uh, seeing, and uh, it's an edge. Um, uh, maybe it's I don't know, an educated eye, I guess, um, and it should be because I've been watching politics now for 40 years, and maybe a little bit longer than 40. Um, and my political instinct is telling me that um, DeSantis is being positioned. Yeah, yeah, he's being positioned. And rightly so. He should be positioned. He should be, they should be putting him in the right position uh, to do what is necessary uh, as far as um, becoming president or taking on uh, the second Trump's number two, which would also position him for the presidency. However it goes, I think all roads as far as the um, opposition to the establishment, the Republican establishment, the Bush wing of the uh, the Republican Party. It seems that all roads now lead to DeSantis. And I'm going to be very glad to be in Florida 
with uh, people who are shakers and movers and people that I know up and down the coast from Jacksonville down to Miami, uh, down to Keys, actually, but Miami in particular, um, uh, down there, Miami. We're going to um, engage this. And then I'm going to make my loop back up on the other coast because uh, I have friends now on in Naples and Coral Gables over that way. And um, not Coral Gables, but um, uh, what's it? Um, anyway, um, Cape, uh, Cape Coral. I have friends there in Cape Coral. And so we work our way all the way back up the other coast, up the other side of the peninsula, because I have friends in Sanibel and, and up in uh, Tampa and St. Petersburg. And so all of Florida, we need to work that panhandle, because not the panhandle, but the peninsula. Because the, the panhandle is pretty solidly ours anyway. But down in, in the peninsula... Especially, you know, of course, Florida, I mean, uh, Miami is going to be what it is. And certain little pockets are going to be what it is. Even the little county that I'm moving into, uh, I'll be in Port St. Lucie uh, uh, County. I'll be in St. Lucie County, not Port St. Lucie, but St. Lucie County. Um, and that's where, that's where my living will be. That's where I'll be living in St. Lucie County. And, uh, but it, it, it uh, really sometimes is well heck it's known as a liberal liberal county beautiful little place uh you know but it's a liberal county and um those that surround it martin and what's it stewart i think it is uh they're not you know which is right up the street you got vero beach right there and they got stewart right down the the street there to the south they're not and so the job uh, is apparent the work is apparent uh, that uh, my steps are being led to and what I do is what I'm being led to. You know, it's apparent uh, why, you know, I'm going there. And then, um, you know, the Lord's work, advancing the kingdom is always on my mind as well. Uh, that's my always ulterior, always my motive is to advance the kingdom in, in whatever way I can while doing what I can to tell the good news of America. Yeah. So, they go hand in hand. It's a Judeo-Christian nation. And I'm saying to you, and the reason why we, we, we do, we say what we say and do what we do is this. Um, we bo- go bold. We say we can go boldly before the throne of God, right? And yeah, we can. But... We cower in the face of government that we elect. How is that possible? Huh? How do you call yourself going boldly in front of the, the, before the throne of God, but you cower before a nation, before, before a government you have elected yourself? There's something missing in your strength, in your backbone, in your courage. And maybe um, sometimes prayers hinge upon consistency. Yeah. Yeah, pray without ceasing. Uh, And don't faint. So even though you may have the prayer going on, 
you're doing a lot of fainting. Both are both are bold. First of all, to even think that God hears you is a bold thing. It's a bold thing. It's a faith. It's a faith thing. It's a faith proposition. Either you do or you don't believe it. I believe it with all my heart. I've seen it work too many times. I've seen. I've seen. I've seen this with my own eyes, and I mean, with back against the wall, no way out. Oh, hey. Yeah. So the fainting America, I see you fainting constantly. And sometimes you, you give up the fight when you don't have to America. Sometimes you give up the fight when you don't have to. And that's what you're seeing right now with Joe Biden. Although his job is to give up the fight, give up the nation. The only people who are smiling, who are laughing about our border situation, it ain't us. It's the Chinese, it's the Russians, it's the Iranians. It's our enemies. It's not even the Mexicans. No, it is the Hondurans. Because, uh, but, but see, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how these countries survive when their people leave them. Huh? When their people, how are you going to stay a country and your people are leaving you? And how are you going to be a country when your borders are being overrun? Isn't that special? Some countries are being emptied out. Our countries is being our country is being plugged in, and it's not beneficial to either one of us. The way Trump had it going was beneficial to both with, to all of us. We were paying him a hundred million dollars a year to help their infrastructure and you know and all that, but of course most of that money was being stolen, right? Okay, so the crime and all the things that the money was going for, we were being patsied around. All right. We're being taken advantage of. They're not our friends. We weren't giving them money to help them, you know, as far as that's concerned. No, they weren't our friends. In fact, they were our enemies and they're proving themselves to be our enemies even now. My question is, is we are we still giving them the hundred million dollars? Is Joe still giving them a hundred million dollars and their people are pouring into our borders? That's that should be our question. You see, Trump. The way he got them to take back MS-13 gang members and so forth, he cut the money off. What does Biden do? You guessed it. He reverses what the president did that slowed that flow. And now the spigot is wide open. And here they come. That one, I was listening to one of the, the guys at the border, um, one of the uh, immigrants at the border, the Biff Jenkins was questioning him. Hear what he said. This is what he said. Biff asked him, um, uh, will, they, will this, how, how long is this going to last? These, these people coming from, 
across Mexico. How long is this going to last? You know what the, you know what the guy said? It ain't never gonna stop. It ain't never gonna stop. Chill me. <laughs> Chilled me. Let me tell you why. Those are the those are the ones who killed um um the girl on on on, on the bay there in in, uh, in San Francisco. Oh my goodness, name escapes me. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 those are the ones who are head on colliding. And taking it's enough that we Americans kill ourselves, okay? Now you're telling me that uh, we must have on our highways those who have not really passed the driving test in America. You do know that, huh? Yeah, they, they haven't. In fact, they don't have legal papers at all. Just wait. I hope it's not you. I hope it's not me. Hope it's not anybody that we know. Okay? Let's just do that. Let's just pray, God, that nobody that we know, because we know it's going to be somebody, all right? It's always somebody. You know, yeah, death does not take a holiday. But let's just pray, the ones who are listening to this show, and so you listen to my show, and, and we, we'll just join together and believe this, that nobody that we know will be harmed by any American or anyone else in a fatal way. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Now, with the floodgates open and knowing that in their minds the reason they're coming is because of Joe Biden. You do understand that, right? It's because of Joe Biden. That's what they said. Which tells us something. And we're going to cover it in the home stretch. Today. Tells us something. It tells us that the policies that Donald John Trump was using to protect our borders was working. The policies that Donald John Trump was using to protect our borders was working. Yeah, they were. They were working. How do you know? What policies did Biden reverse that now is creating the situation at the border? What policies did Joe Biden reverse? Oh, you know what he reversed? He reversed Donald John Trump's border policies with Mexico and with Guatemala and Honduras, he reversed those, which had a reverse effect on the crisis at the border, where we had it in control, where it was working, Mexico was happy, we were happy, 
uh, you know, the Guatemalans needed to be, you know, be happy because this is the way it was going to be. It was working for us. And that's, you know what, us is the only people they need to work for. When it stopped working for us, it stops working for everybody because we're the ones who's paying the bill. And that's the, that's the truth of the matter. We were sending them $100 million a year. And this thing was not working for us until Donald John Trump took the, took the podium. Then it started working for us. And it was working for us. Good. Until... Uh, yeah, and you know Trump, what he did, he stopped paying the bill. He just stopped. He just stopped paying the bill. It no longer worked for him. No longer worked for America. He told America, he said, "Listen, this is not working for us." And so, that was the situation with the whole dad blame thing. That was the situation with it. Is that Joe Biden reversed? Everything that was working to what? What what did he reverse it to? I'll tell you. He reversed it to something that didn't work. That's what he did. He reversed it to something that didn't work. And that's why you got what you got at the border. Planned? You better believe it was planned. And that's what I'm going to talk about. When I come back, that Joe Biden thing, I'm going to show you why that was planned. I'm going to show you exactly how Joe Biden got to where he is. And I'm going to talk to you about how this thing works and how you can derail it. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Don't go anywhere coast to coast, border to border, over Red State. Red State Talk Radio, the talk monster. Traveling through Times Square, look up above iconic Ripley, believe it or not, our Billboard there in Times Square is housed right above Ripley's Believe It or Not. And the C.L. Bryant Show 24-7 does come up on that billboard. And old C.L. looking right back at you. And they're in marvelous Times Square. C.L. Bryant Show will return home stretch when I come back. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. 
Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, closing it out here on our show today. Uh, it has been a good one. I started off, kicked off with my good friend and um, Mike Johnson. And uh, I certainly hope Mike winds up as attorney general here in Louisiana and Jeff Landry becomes the governor. That would put us, that would really take us to a point where we need to go to again, where we need to get back to as Louisianians, although I'll be living in Florida uh, under the um, governorship of Ron DeSantis, uh, who will, I believe, soon either be VP or Prez of the United States. Uh, you heard that here. And of course, that's cataloged and archived. Uh, you heard that here. I think Ron DeSantis is either going to be VP or president of the United States. Um, the president, President Trump, keeps pushing and touting him. And um, I will, too. I think he's the real deal. I think he has the right stuff uh, as far as it is. That reminds me, I landed yesterday, uh, day before, day, whenever I landed and took off yesterday, but uh, landed day before uh, Friday night or Friday afternoon in uh, Charleston, West Virginia. Charleston, West Virginia. And I had been dozing. I had been napping on the, on the plane, right? And um, so the um, person next to me, was she was quiet, and, uh, and I just went off to sleep. And when I woke up, I woke up because the pilot had said something. I didn't really hear what he said. But when I looked out, um, the window, all I could see was a mountain. And I said to myself, oh my God, we're about to, we're about to plow into a mountain. And the people weren't alarmed about it or anything. Of course, I'd been sleeping, right? And I did not know. In fact, I don't think I'd ever done this. I did not know that Charleston, West Virginia's airport is on the top of a mountain. In fact, when the Uber is taking you back, uh, taking you down the mountain, you don't know, you don't realize that you're way up on a mountain. And so you, you, I thought we were flying into a mountain and uh, kind of alarmed about it, but nobody else seemed to be alarmed. So I played it cool, even though I got to admit to you, when I woke up and saw that in front of me, just, just there, you know. I mean, just there. You, you know, you're coming into it. It was really strange. But they're on top of a mountain, Charleston, West Virginia. We had a great time there, and uh, really glad uh, to have had everybody out. We were there at the Capitol. There's the Capitol uh, building there in Charleston, and um, I had been there before, but never to the Capitol. I'd been there to uh, do a venue, but never to a cabin. I had drove. We drove in, and uh, so it was just di- just different. And so, I look forward to being with them again. But now, but now, like I was telling you about Biden, how do you know that it was all planned? How do you know? Is, how do you know that they knew that he would? act this way and be this way. How do you how do you know that they knew? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. 
Chuck Schumer is now the uh, le- uh, Senate leader, right? Leader of the Senate. Majority leader in the Senate. He's known Joe a long time. Known Joe a long time. Nancy Pelosi's been around Joe a long time. Long time. Longer than long time. In fact, I think Joe knew her father, who was the mayor, I think it was Baltimore, years ago. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi comes from politics. Joe's known the Pelosi family for years. Everybody on Capitol Hill, James Clyburn, Maxine Waters, everybody's known Joe for years. And they also know that Joe's been slipping for the last few years. They also know that. And what's so diabolical is about it is that these people have seen him decline. They watched his decline and they chose him anyway. Why? Why? Why they choose him? They chose him because they knew. They knew he was pliable. They knew that he would be putty in their hands. All Joe wanted was to be called president once in his life. Now, that's a story, Joe. You can have your... Uh, self-tell about, uh, you know, your daddy telling you, yeah, Joe, you're going to be present once in your life or something like that. You can join, put, hey, hook that up to some of your hokey stories. We all have them. But, you know, you, you know, you don't trot them out every time you speak. <laughs> Anytime Joe has ever given a major speech, he trots out that story. I guess it works for him, and it makes him feel good, makes him feel close to home. I'm sure he tells his um, aides uh, there, you know, no, I want to tell a story about my dad, and, you know, you know. I'm sure they let him do it. And, Joe, I understand. I understand there are some people that, uh, I'm not, you know, going to call her a name, but Michelle, she always does that, you know. (laughs) And the thing is, I just know that uh, this is going to be a thriller. Yeah. And I'm thanking God that it's in a manila envelope, which means we can break out of it on just about any side. There's only one thing holding us in. But we can we can break out up the top. We can break out left or right. I'm glad we're just being contained in a Manila folder because we just it's just stuff that's been stuck in. It's, that, that's all it is. We're being governed by stuff that has been stuck in. Uh, Kamala Harris just stuck in. No 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 real no real uh, creds. And, and just stuck in, you know. Any any mom has more governing authority and governing uh, ability 
any mother who's raised her children, any mother has more governing ability and managerial skill than Acacia Cortez. And not getting nearly the credit for it. No, hey, hey, she ain't getting the money. Yeah. Any, any mother who has raised children has more managerial skill than she does. Yeah. And that's who, this just, people are stuck into Manila Mom, just stuck in Manila Envelope. She has no credibility whatsoever. Nothing to point to that she's accomplished and done. No. I I applaud uh, the mothers, the single mothers who raised their children. And, uh, you know, hey, ain't none of us raised no, no perfect kids. And I don't care if they look perfect either. You better believe me. I mean, one of my friends, I was never so shocked. I mean, and this kid was, he was 99.8, I'd say, in my opinion. And the only thing I didn't like was a cow lick in the back of his head. <laughs> but he was 98% perfect. This has been years ago, but I'm just telling you how you judge him. And I was, I'd always tell my kids, man, why come you can't be money? I'm not going to call his name. How much, how come you, and this is, this is something I learned early on because it was years ago. I said, I want you guys, I want you to take note of, of, uh, so-and-so and, you know, see how he's doing and he's doing, killing it in school. And, you know, he's doing this on the, on his team and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, uh, you know, you're holding your kid up to that kid and yada. Guess what? I was never so shocked. When I got the news from his father, ashen, shaken, that he had killed himself. He had killed himself. Uh, This kid that I said in my book was 99.8 perfect. He didn't think so. And something in his life sure didn't think so. He didn't think so. Whatever it was, he didn't think he was ever going to be able to overcome it. And the only way out of it, the way he was thinking, just ended. Ended all. Ain't never that bad, y'all. Ain't never that bad. Uh, Cool breeze, wind, good friend, whatever. Maybe right around the corner. Just You might want to call somebody. You might want to talk to somebody. I'm serious before just canceling all options because that is canceling all options I mean if you ever canceled all options that's it well you may never know what may work for you there's some things that you've been thinking about trying people are trying to tell you to try and you didn't try it it works for you fresh eyes always helps fresh eyes always help Sometimes we as parents and we as citizens of this country, we become, and I see it in the Democrat Party for sure, and I saw it in the establishment of the uh, Republican Party. They did not want fresh eyes. And that's that's what President Trump gave to the nation. He gave it to the world. He gave them fresh businessman eyes. To 
see it from places they, they would never see it. They can't see it. They couldn't see it. They gave, gave them fresh eyes. And a lot of times that's what I do for people. That's, what, that's one of the things that I do you know, around the country is that I give people fresh eyes on things. Yeah. You can do it, you can do it this way and, and be effective. You don't have to keep doing it the same that way. Old, old, old. you just keep, don't have to keep doing that. And, and that's what the swamp was all about. It was about keep, let us keep doing it this way. We're, we're comfortable doing it like this. And that's the way it's, you know, everybody's been under the malaise. Everybody's been programmed to do it this way. Why not keep doing it this way? Trump comes in and wants to shake it up. And they want to keep doing it the way they've always done it and getting the same results that they've always gotten. And friends, you know that that equals, according to Einstein, who once was thought of as an idiot, that's insanity. Do something different. Be bold. Venture out. And don't be burdened and shackled. Americans, that's exactly what we're doing again. We're shackling ourselves up. Me, I don't care where I'll be. I'm going to be free. I'm going to be a free spirit. And um, won't be shackled. Hey, listen, God bless you. God keep you. I want to thank him for bringing us through another day. I thank him for the journey ahead of me. Looking forward to being with my friends in Nashville this weekend and uh, moving to Florida. And I thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our mind. And until I'm able to speak to you again, I'm CL. And may God bless and keep you on. I'm just a pilgrim on this road.